Welcome back to the Smokehold Network. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we are about to start a very important streak of movies that I'm surprised we did not do years ago. Yeah. Like, how would we never when done... We, when we did um, License to Kill on year one, I That think? was back when we were like... Was that year one, or was yeah, that year that two? Was, no, that was year one. That was we like, were, like, recording with a tape recorder? Uh, it, well, it was a single Zoom uh, sharing the <laughs> mic, basically, and uh, it was like a 15-hour podcast because the second half we went over... Every Bond movie ever made. Dude, why yes. would we sit there? Because that was back during the days when we'd sit there and it'd be like, we'd cover the movie in the first part and we'd be like, all right, we'll see you in the next part. Little, and like a jingle. music would be like, well, it was the, um, uh, was it Tina Turner who did License to Kill? Or no, Gladys Knight. Yeah, Gladys Knight did. Yeah, it was the Gladys Knight. So it was the Gladys Knight little interlude. But you only had three seconds of it. So I was like, last it. And then it went into <laughs> oh, the copyright. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> copyright infringement. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, and then the second part, we spent like an hour and 45 minutes and we're like, let's start with Dr. No. I'm like, I liked it. I'm like, me too. Did all we right, really let's go do, through all of them? We went, we went through, through every, every Bond one. movie. Uh, and then like, I think, uh, I think it was the same year or year after uh, we did the now playing on Spectre. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, so spoiler alert, uh, when I was building up to is it's James Bond month. Oh. Um, yeah, we didn't actually say that. So if you were wondering what we were talking about. Um, we you, have, you, did, you didn't read the, the episode title. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we got quite a few James Bond movies that we're going to discuss. We're going to start that off with Live and Let Die, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I forgot to look this up. Is this Roger Moore's first? Yes. This is his first. Okay, I thought so. I was uh, caught by surprise because I forgot it was his first one. Dude, I, I'm going to start off real quick before we get into things. It's cool. He does a really good job for being in his first. I feel like he's comfortable in it from the get-go. Yeah, well, and I think it comes from his... Uh, Back from his days of doing the Saint, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Like, yeah, it's yeah. He, he was literally came from the Saint, right? Yeah, and that was like um, what he was working on at the time. Like fill the rest of your sentence. Up. But no, he does the Saint. If you ever watch the Saint, he's basically he's. I mean, he's Roger Moore, yeah. but it's very James Bond esque. And I had read basically that. Um, uh, because there's a break with Sean Connery and George Lazenby, right? Yeah. So with George Lazenby, they got like a no-name person to basically play Bond, and they didn't want to do that again, so they got a known actor in the form of Roger Moore from The Saint. Yeah. Well, they, there was a dip because, yeah, well, I mean, not that you were going in order, but Lazenby yeah. and then Sean Connery comes yeah, back. Yeah, he comes back, yeah. Well, then yeah. they wanted Sean Connery to come back for this one. Right, right. Um, And they offered him... Um, quite a huge sum of money, and he didn't want to do it. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah. And this uh, fancy toupee. <laughs> uh, and then the script for Gone Fishing. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, so, nineteen seventy three is Live and Let Die. Let's go ahead and start well, with what we always do. What was the budget for Live and Let Die? Matt, go <laughs> fifty million. Honto. 42 million. 7 million. Have you guys played wow. this game before? Oh, man, you I think, I think, I think it's, it's, I it's always tricky with this, like, early movies, like, the early days right? of yeah. filmmaking. Well, for uh, 73, 7 million is probably, like, 8 million today. Mm. Or 7.2 million today. Stop yeah, saying it's numbers. Only, it's, only, it's only a couple dollars more <laughs> It's now. only a couple dollars more. So, yeah, so 7 million was the budget. And then I don't have international. So this is domestic, a.k.a. worldwide. Okay. So I'll start off with Hanto. How much did it make? Domestic, go. Uh, 42 million. Matt, go. Seems, 50 million. Seems so much. 35 million. Oh, okay, that's not as okay. much so. Though. And then finally, Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. What oh. does Live and Let Die have? Honto? 62%. Matt? 
61%. I think Honta's pretty damn close. Oh, Matt wins because he didn't go over at 65%. Oh, wow. Wait, what? Wait, what did you say, Honta? 62. 62. Oh, yeah. Honta won. Yeah. Yep, Honta won cool. because you didn't go over. Hey, nice. real quick, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes? Uh, I don't like tomatoes. This is, this is completely off Bond topic. I, is, this, is this a conspiracy theory? No, Eternals? Okay. It's like what on Rotten Tomatoes right now? It's like, like a, a, it's pretty high, I think. No, it's really low. It's really low. It's the worst rated. I think it's low on critics. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst rated. It's really yeah. weird. It's like a thirty. I think it's got a thirty percent. Yeah. Am I right? You have Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember. What I hear it's, it's pretty actually low. pretty decent though. Oh really? Yeah, that's heard, what's kind of weird yeah. about it. It's like, like it's like the critic score is low, but the audience score is a little bit high. Yeah, I saw the other day. I saw the high, but like audience score was at an eighty. Yeah. So it was like, and not to say that like I'm. What is it at, Chris? Forty-seven percent. Forty-seven, and so it's a flat. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it also got review bombed like early on, like yeah. even before the movie came out. I think it was like a bunch of I don't know if it's like DC fans or what, but they were review bombing the hell out of it. Oh, it sounds like a conspiracy. I feel bad. No, it's I like, don't really. It's a thing that happens. I feel bad. I don't really have any desire to see it. I'm actually still pretty excited about it. But really? I don't know if I'm going to make it to the theater. Mm. I do want to see Shang-Chi uh, because it's streaming and a couple yeah. days. See, that like looks fun. I feel like internal just kind of yeah. looks like... It looks serious. I I it, it looks... Um, and I hate to say this because I could be wrong. I'm very open to movies, but it looks kind of generic. It actually looks like too spectacular. But uh, so? let's go back to our Bond theme. Yeah. Not our Anyways, what's wrong with you? What did you? I got, I got on, on it. I got on it because like I think Rotten Tomatoes is a broken machine. That you think everything <laughs> is a theory. It's not. I don't. I don't like the Rotten Tomatoes score. I think it's a. I you know what I think a better score system is? Our score system. Our score system. <laughs> Letterboxd. I think Letterboxd has a better bad. score system. Why? Because it's actual people like punching in their scores for it instead of going off of like. And an accumulation of like, for instance, this movie came out in what seventy three. Yeah, yeah. This is Live and Let Die. Yeah. So you're talking about like a score system that you're you're taking reviews from then and now, and then you make a um, and uh, you make a a culmination of that. And I feel like that's just it's too weird. Like it's just it's not. Well, I know, but it's I not as straightforward. I feel like. You well, know you I mean? you. It sounds like you like more the reviews of like. This is Josh from Honolulu, mm -hmm. 13 years old. He gives us two stars. Yeah, know? because yeah. like I think Eternals had a 3.4 on Letterboxd, and I was like, okay, that probably seems yeah. about right for whatever I like, that movie I, is. I'm more, I'm more on the star rating system than the uh, percentage meter. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I'm just confused that, like, once again, we talk about this when we do Rotten Tomatoes. Welcome to our Rotten Tomatoes podcast. No, it's not. Matt, whenever you're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on your time. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, that's it. It's no, dumb. It's not. It's, yeah. Okay, it's the dumb. difference I is hate rotten, I hate Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Let's do Letterbox next time. No, I bet I you. I want to do critics. I, I want to do critics. I don't want to do Matt's reviews. Yeah, but I uh, whatever. Oh, welcome no, we're, to, we're, welcome, doing, we're doing Chris's reviews. Yeah, welcome instead. to Chris's podcast. <laughs> uh, I gotta have professional reviews as opposed to see. And I rather have like I trust the I think. audience more with something because like they're gonna just be just blatantly honest. They're not gonna like. They don't have to push a certain like criteria they That's don't not have necessarily to. if they're like oh man this movie's horrible i think it's fun and they give it five stars yeah then you're gonna go into like oh this movie's gonna be awesome like that was garbage and that, i feel that's like that's happened with vhs 94 it wasn't yeah. garbage but it was, yeah, okay. it was pretty bad it was okay but yeah i don't know i'd rather have i don't know <clears throat> do you want to have uh i can't think of a joke all right so let me die jesus <laughs> christ live and let die <laughs> Talk us through the cast and crew, Hanto, of Living and Die. Directed by Guy Hamilton, uh, which is weird because he directed Goldfinger, which is arguably the best Bond movie. Okay. Yeah. 
and uh, he followed up with this. This movie. <laughs> do, do you not like this movie? Uh, we'll f- uh, talk about it. Um, Let him get through it. And uh, he also directed a movie called Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. <gasps> I don't know. Do you know, this, do you know to a podcast. Oh, my God. This this movie is problematic. Is it? Oh, yeah. I've never seen this movie. I've always it's wanted pretty... to watch it, but I've always wanted to watch it with you guys. It's um Stupid City. Uh, it starts uh, Fred Ward, right? From Tremors. Have okay. you never seen this? No. I'm going to show you the poster. Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. You've probably seen the cover. Uh, they right. just And they just released the soundtrack. Uh, I can't remember where, but... Uh, and there's Tremors in it? Fred Ward. Oh, Fred Ward Tremors. Yeah. Yeah. Fred Ward from, from Tremors. Tremors. Uh, but there's a there's a white actor who plays an Asian. In the, in the oh, really? And okay. it's like really, Is it? really okay. bad. Yeah. You've never <laughs> seen that poster? Really. Uh, I don't know. It looks cool. I know, right? I would love to watch this movie with you guys. <laughs> oh, and that's like the last like five minutes of the movie. What, the, that poster? Yeah. Of yeah. just him throwing a fist in the air? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was literally just there's, a picture just of him. just a close-up of him there's, throwing a fist there, in the air. There's, an, al- there's an alternate poster where he's hanging from the Statue of Liberty. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. that's like blast. It was like, literally a picture with like <laughs> him punching. You're like, that's the last five <laughs> <laughs> I'm Remo Williams. <laughs> he doesn't punch until the last five minutes. <laughs> the adventure will continue. Yeah, the last five minutes is just him holding the fist. <laughs> I just, I love, I love when movies like, are so I love it like when like there's like those movies that are like they're so cocky yeah that like oh yeah yeah this is this is like basically Sahara yeah for uh adventure like, has a new name yeah the adventure begins meaning like yeah I this is it. the like, first the, leading to more <laughs> you're like wow that's very bold of you yeah 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 you're like to, like or, to put that as your subtitle what other movie I feel like there's another movie that did something like really ballsy you brought like, it up on the show before I can't remember but it was that just they like expected a franchise yeah and it was just like. Oops. Um, <laughs> Hire a better marketing team. <laughs> History of the World Part 2. That never yeah. came out. Right. Spaceballs. Actually, uh, legit. History of the World Part 2 just got announced. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's Mel Brooks' first thing in like 20 wow. something years. I think since, uh, I, did, I did read that. Yeah, it's like a Hulu TV Dead series. Dead Loving It, right? I, I think, think Dead Loving It was his last one. Yeah, yeah that's so, awesome. Um, I feel like, um, man, Blast in the Past. No, hold on. Yeah, yeah, the one with Richard Grieco. Um, if Looks Could Kill. Yeah, I think that, that was, was probably, supposed to I be. I think that was probably hinting at like a. I feel like it was hinting at like a teen, teen spy. I think so. Oh, you know, I might be getting it mixed up with um, what's the one with Andrew Dice Clay? Oh, is that Fort Fairlane? Yes, yeah. I think that was supposed to be a thing franchise. That yeah. one I wouldn't like to talk to talk that, about on the podcast. That would be a pod that like that Fort Fairlane. Uh, Remo Williams and like feel like one other movie would be yeah. like a perfect trilogy of oh, like, so you get to pick all the movies that month sure it's, it's really it's called <laughs> movies I watched as a kid <laughs> so really quick why was the license to kill podcast so long back in the day I don't talk about every movie I know right yeah so wait were you just trying to say we're talking no, about I was gonna say we just went on like a good I actually don't think we went on a tangent on that episode but uh, I'll have to listen to it uh, starring Roger Moore in his first foray as James Bond uh, he was in. I'm trying to like name movies that aren't like Bond or whatever. Sure. Uh, he was Spice in a, World. Was he in Spice World? Yeah, yeah, he's their manager, I think. Oh wow, I thought I it was think. Alan Cumming. No, Alan Cumming's their manager. In he's a big movie. role, and I can't remember who he is. Maybe it's, that's the third movie in that. That yeah, uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, dude, we have to do Spice World. Dude, we, I could talk about Spice World, but good. Uh, the Quest with JCBD, and he was in, I think, a bit bit part in the movie The Saint with uh, Val Kilmer. I still never seen that. I yeah, feel like have. I've seen it. No, I don't think I ever watched, we watched it. Watched it when we were kids. It was on like TV. No, I watched I you watch it. Oh, yeah. He was just looking at you the entire time. Did you yeah. find it weird? What are you laughing at? It was at? weird. <laughs> Tell me what you're laughing at. <laughs> Yafet Koto as Katanga. Katanga? 
Katanga? Oh, what? now you got me. I, now I don't know how to say it. Kananga. 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 Previous episodes, Across 110th Street and Alien. He's also in Midnight Run, The Running Man. And oh, hold on. You missed Freddy's Dead. Oh, yeah. Previous episode, Freddy's Dead. He's been yeah. in. This is our fourth movie with him. This is fourth movie. Is wow. he becoming our new mascot? Dude, uh, you I would be fine with that. Yeah. Actually, that's the only movies I know. I love the FFK. That's the only movies I know, man. Really? Yeah, those Check out Blue Collar. I think you'd like Blue Collar. Oh, Blue Collar. Is it that stand up comedy with like Larry the Cable Guy and stuff like that? You would think it's funny because it's Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is in it, but he's playing like a serious role. It's it's about three workers in a car company, and one's Yafet Kodo, Harvey Keitel, and Richard Pryor. Okay. And, and it's like, pretty awesome. And it's got some crazy behind the scenes stories about it too. Was it like people actually fighting? Like Harvey Cartel? Like pulling fight? guns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they fought a lot too. Yeah. Um, I but feel yeah. like that, that 70s era is a real, a real like wild card as far as like people just like letting loose on the set. Like, particularly like uh, Sam Peckinpah. I think it was like Sam Peckinpah and. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's like Klaus Kinski and Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, These are a lot of names I don't know. Really? Yeah. You don't know Klaus Kinski who played like Nosferatu? Okay. He's a weird looking okay. dude. Yeah, you, yeah. you'd know who he is. And okay. then Werner Herzog who's in um, Mandalorian. Uh, he's like that director. He did like Grizzly Man. That doesn't sound funny. He's like a German director. But okay. basically there's like, they, they've made so much movies in the past. Mm-hmm. Like there are parts of like them fighting and like almost killing each other on the set. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, uh, this is back on Live and Let Die. I found out about this, and I want to get a hold of it because uh, it got a repress. But Roger Moore did a diary for every day he worked on this movie. Oh, nice. And he put out a book back in the 70s, and it was just basically Live and Let really Die. That's really cool. Live and Let Die Diary. Cool. Oh, and man, that, just, that was the best name for it. Live, live and Let, let Diary. Di- <laughs> live and <laughs> Let Diary. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like it got, I guess it got repressed recently okay. or reprinted recently. And I like back in 2018, oh, I want to nice. get a hold of that. That sounds like, really cool. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to see like an honest, like portrayal of what's going on. What if it was like day- really boring and he was like day one, he's like, we filmed he's like day two. We filmed some more. Yeah. I, w- I woke up late, showed up to the set late. <laughs> Had a hot dog. <laughs> uh, Jane, Jane Seymour, solitaire, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman herself. Wedding crashers. Wedding crashers. Yeah. That was the other Which one. I always I forget she's in there. Yeah. One uh, of the uh, uh, one of the best aged people, like actors, like actor wise, like I feel like she aged beautifully. She did, but then again, like I haven't seen her in anything since Wedding Crashers, yeah, and that was like, like your almost is. twenty years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, it was almost twenty years. Was ago. It almost twenty years. It's ago? like, like two thousand three, two thousand four. I think. Yeah, yeah. she. I just think yeah. she aged really. Have really, you seen really her in anything well. since Wedding Crashers? Well, we got to Google. It sounds machine. like no. <laughs> Yes, I have. I what? can't remember Where'd what I saw. Where'd you see her in? I don't know. I'm not, tell, to I'm not telling you. I'm not telling It's my business. Yeah. That's my business. <laughs> Who else we got? Uh, I think it was me. Clifton James as Sheriff Pepper. Okay, uh, he's in a, He's in another one, right? He is. He's in the direct sequel to this, which is Man the Golden Gun. It is a direct sequel? Yeah. No, oh, really? Spy Who Loved Me is after this. No, it is not. It's uh, Man with the Golden Gun, and then it's Spy Who Loved Me. How's is it a it? direct sequel? Well, I'm not saying. I'm just I saying. I thought like, it was me. I thought it was Spy uh, Who I'm just saying. Like, I it, was saying a, it was a connection. No, right? I'm just saying it's like the sequel too, okay. basically. But uh, I mean, I guess it, it could be if it's the same actor or same character sure, or whatever. Sure. But uh, there's a little bit of uh, trivia actually. You're with right, Honto. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's actually a little bit of trivia on this. Um, basically, when they were filming the boat chase scene. I think it was shot in like Louisiana or somewhere in the South. Okay. Basically there was, um, the police, like the sheriffs and down there were like really, really racist. Really? Yeah. So they were giving like the people a lot of shit on the set because they had black actors, like 
being in the, you know, the, the boat chase scene or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so they're basically like, yeah, we don't want you filming here. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll take our $160,000 somewhere else. And they're like, no, 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 wait, you know, no way. Wow. And so when they made this movie, they basically made this Sheriff Pepper, this like hick. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like to, to make, mock them, to make fun of. Wow. That's cool. Uh, okay. But it backfired horribly because everyone loved this character Absolutely. so much that they brought him back for the sequel. Really? Or the, or for the next, the next crazy? Yeah. basically. Wow. But that's yeah, nuts, man. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know. Like Hanto, Hanto told me that last night and I, I should have reacted better on the podcast oh, as if like, Oh, I've never heard this before. But he told yeah. me last night. And I thought it was really like, that's nuts. Yeah. And why? Like I watched this after you told me. Yeah. And then watching, I was like, oh, yeah, they're just making fun of the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's call a, my, he's like we're going to call my brother Billy Bob. My bro, yeah. Billy Bob will catch him. Yeah, he's like and a he's bumbling like, idiot in this yeah. movie. It's like crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was right. Jane Seymour still looks really good oh, for wow. 70 years old. Good, good for her. Yeah, job. Right? Yeah. Uh, she was relatively young during this, right? She was like 20. Yeah, she, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. When I was 20, I I don't know what I was doing, but I was not. I was thinking of being with Roger Moore, who's <laughs> yeah. 45 in this movie. Is he really? He's 45. Yeah, in this he's movie. actually. Uh, uh, how old is Sean? Uh, hold on. He was young. He's 40. And he's Sean, in, I thought he was Sean Connery's age when he did Diamonds Are Forever. He was like, I think he, Roger Moore was like five years older than Sean Connery. Yeah, I'm going to look Dude, it up. Dude, Roger Moore looks great in this for 45. Yeah, Kudos, man. Back in a 20-year-old, 45-year-old. on the Google machine. Roger Moore. Right? If I didn't know their ages, it yeah. doesn't look too far off. Now. Like, it doesn't, but when you say it out loud, I'm like, oh, that's that's odd. Yeah. But interesting, okay. Uh, this actor, Clifton James, was also in Superman 2. Uh, I think also playing another cop. And then he was in uh, Gene, uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, speaking of Richard Pryor. Uh, Silver Streak. So he was oh. in a couple of movies in the in the, you know in the eighties seventies era. We had Julius Harris as Teehee, uh, Dark Man, Maniac Cop Three, Badge of Silence, and a movie that's been popping up in our radar for like the last couple months, uh, Crime Wave. Okay, and who's this guy in Little uh, Die? Holy he shit! Is really quick, sorry, I just figured it out. Call guy. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Oh, okay. Uh, He's older than Roger Moore was older than Sean Connery by three years. Yeah, I think okay. it was, yeah, three years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I thought it was so, like in that five year range. Um, but speaking of ages, I want to talk to you guys really quick because we're we jumping were all over the cast. talking about something else. We're jumping all over the cast. But <laughs> no, ages. You got me looking up stuff. I'm not paying attention no, to the podcast. Don't look up anything. Just talk to us. This, I think this episode might be longer than License yeah, to Kill Matt, you're already. Pushing it. <laughs> um, I don't trust candy. Dude, guess how old your fat Coda was in okay. this movie? Um, I'm going to guess. 29. Chris? No, that's way too young. Um, I'm going to say he was 52. 50, really? 52? Yeah. I don't no. know if you're joking. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm going to say 52. Hanta, what are you guessing? I'll say 35. He was 33 years old. He's my age. <laughs> oh, man. I was He's, dude, he, that's Chris because that, that blows my mind. That does. Dude, He's the, dude, if, you, if you play your cards right, you might blow up like a balloon. Up yeah. until this point, he was the youngest. Uh, villain. Bond villain. That's crazy. He and looks he's, 33. I was. No, I he does. You're, I, I gonna, look. Well, maybe I look so young. No, you look like a 19 year old. You look like, look like Jane Seymour. I look like I look like a, J, uh, an, a young Jane Seymour. You're gorgeous. <laughs> um, no, but it just blows my mind. I'm like, dude, he's my age, and like, he's like, I don't know, acting in movies. No, he's a, he's a Bond villain. I guess it just put my what mind. You, what do you want me to say? It put my mind in perspective, where I was like, "Man, here I am, just living day to day, and this guy figured it out at thirty-three how to be a Bond villain." Yeah, how to be a Bond villain. I was like, I can't even. 
figure out how to be a, a good guy. What? So Teehee, is that his name? Yeah, the, it's the guy That's who fights uh, Roger Moore at the end of uh, this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess he was friends with Sam Raimi then. Why? You, oh, Dark Man. Dark Man yeah, and Crime yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very yeah. cool. I'll okay. look into that. That's uh, pretty awesome. Was he in the first Dark Man or just three? It's the first Dark Man and it's Maniac, Maniac Cop 3. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was yeah, definitely yeah. connected with Sam Raimi. Well, because, because Sam Raimi it, did all three. Or no, no. He didn't direct it, but Teddy Raimi is in Maniac, uh, Maniac Cop. What the hell is going uh, on? Shut up. You're too busy on your age. Uh, I, do, I know. Chris, Chris and I have a conversation ex- over here. Existential yeah, crisis how over old here. I was when I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I was as old as Jane Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but no, he had to be friends with that group. Because Maniac Cops Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sam Raimi, Darkman, and... Sorry, Bruce Campbell dies in 2. Yes, But I think there's a Sam Raimi connection because Ted Raimi's in uh, Maniac Cop 3. Okay, so there had to be something. I think there is, yeah. Uh, So he gets invited over for dinner during Thanksgiving, right? uh, At the Raimi house? Or he used to. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Okay. Uh, We got Jeffrey Holder as Baron Samedi. Uh, he's the narrator for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No shit. Yes, he is. Who is he in this? Uh, Baron Samedi. It's the voodoo uh, yeah. oh, okay. witch doctor. Um, he's the narrator? The man who cannot die. Yeah, and he's uh, Punjab in Annie, which was a surprise for me. Wait, oh, what's okay. his name? Punjab, I think. <laughs> I've never heard really? that before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love, that. Like, I love the, the doubt in your voice. You're like, Pun- I, Punjab, think. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing that as a kid in... Um, uh, that guy was awesome. Are you talking about the the Jamie Fox Annie? No, oh, no, okay. no, he would have been ninety. <laughs> That's the only one. He would have been ninety at that point. <laughs> uh, we got David Hedison as Lighter. Uh, he's only referred to as Lighter in this movie, uh, but it's Felix Lighter. Previous episode, like no, he calls him th- Felix Lighter. He calls him Lighter. No, he calls him Felix Lighter. He uh, when he pulls out the lighter from uh oh he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 Lighter. Oh, okay, yeah. how uh, illuminating. Reprises his role. In License to Kill. That's what I thought. I thought he was yeah. in that one, too. You know who else is in License to Kill? Is Timothy Dalton. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you know how old he was? <laughs> Jane Seymour's age. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Dude, I know, but we talk about this. We talk about this. Where, like, when you start to hit a certain age of somebody in a movie that you've seen a million times over, and you're, and like, you're like, I'm that old oh, now. I'm like, the old. first time I watched Home Alone, dude, my mind was fucked. And I'm like, I'm I was like, that 15 years older than him? I was like, that kid's <laughs> in my age. <laughs> What's going on with my life? I know, I'm mocking you, but I've totally done that, too. I'm like, oh, oh I, really? I absolutely do it, like, all the time in movies yeah. where I'm, like, look at their age, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I know. It's like, um, like, my stomach's covered in, like, cheese and i'm like <laughs> i'm sitting you, on the couch you, eating what are you doing and things? i was like i could have been kananga <laughs> <laughs> i'm like kananga at the end of this movie <laughs> <laughs> um with license to kill yeah one of the i don't think he's a bad guy can it's been a while probably since the okay. podcast a uh, guy from People Under the Stairs and Twin Peaks is in it. Oh, Everett McGill? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in it. Isn't yeah, he? he is. He's the guy yeah. he, uh kicks out of the... Um, uh, Get there? No. Where, I, Everett I McGill's in it. Oh, no. He kills him with the sharks. Yeah. Remember he's, he throws a briefcase <clears throat> at him and Everett McGill yes. like, catches a briefcase and yeah. falls into the shark. Yeah. Okay. Wait, why are we talking about Everett McGill? I don't know. Now, because <laughs> he's in License to Kill. Why did you bring that up? I don't know. You brought up License to Kill. No, you brought it up. Yeah. No, no. You no. You said Felix Slider was in. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Felix Slider though. 
Oh, he's not played. Doesn't play Felix Hyder. No, he's the, he's like the guy that betrays Felix in License to Kill. What the hell is going <laughs> on, Chris? What are you doing? All right, dude, so Felix Slider in Live and Let Die so David, plays a bad guy in License to Kill. Are you playing Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon so over David here? So David Hedison, who plays Lighter in this movie, yes. also plays Felix Slider in License to Kill. That's what yeah. I said, yeah. But it's not Everett McGill who you're thinking of. No, I know that. No, I he's just he's saying Everett, He said Everett McGill's in that movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice I'm done talking then. <laughs> Go ahead. Nice Me matter done. Honto, you carry this podcast. <laughs> Go for it, bro. I don't know what happened. Dude, I don't know either. He just randomly he just, yeah. spouted out a, a, a separate movie from what we're talking about. He said, this actor's in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> he did. And so I was did like, you confused. know and there is no connection? Cage, but I'm getting made fun of my for my age over here which makes no sense blink wow. 22 over here um go ahead continue gloria hendry as rosie the cia agent previous episode 100 uh, across 110th street what? and then she's also in uh Pumpkinhead 2 and uh black belt jones which is like a 70s black oh cool uh, baby yeah. uh you got bernard lee as m uh he was basically m i think all the way up until his death in 1979 which was, I think, uh, for years only. No, that's the eighties. Maybe the one before that. The uh, no, he's hit, the last one he's in is. Oh, oh no, no, no! It's, they it's, change it's, him. It's, they Moon, change it's, him. It's Moonraker. Is his last yeah. movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they change him after that. Yeah. It looks uh, like he's beginning reentry. Come <laughs> 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 uh, But I thought this was interesting. He's in this movie called Operation Kid Brother. <gasps> Do you want me to talk about it? You can you can go ahead. Okay, I've yeah. watched it. Oh, you have? I've watched it. Can you look up the credits on it really quick? Operation Kid Brother. You want me to just say who, who is an Italian film? Who stars in it? Yeah, hold on. It's an <laughs> it's an Italian film that was supposed to be a spoof off of James Bond movies. And he's playing literally James Bond's brother, played by the actual Sean Connery's brother, which is his name is what? Uh, Neil Connery? Neil Connery. <laughs> Just I make that shit up. you no, not. it's not. This is real. And then, to, to add on top of it, the villain in it is the villain from Thunderball. Yeah, it is. Playing a separate role. The main girl in it is the girl from... Is Ursula Andress, isn't it? No. no. I'm looking Daniela Bian- Bianchi, who is in From Russia With Love. From Russia With Love. Yeah, she's the redhead, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, the redhead from, from Russia With Love is... No, no, the blonde. She's the blonde. Yeah. The main girl from Russia With Love is the 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 lead girl in this movie mm-hmm. and then m and um money penny money penny both appear in this movie yeah as m and money penny this so is like so, you never hear dude, their they this, never say their names this is so weird because like it's really really weird because lois maxwell is credited who plays money penny in like the james bond yeah. movies who's in this she's credited as max and then like neil connery He's credited as Dr. Neil Connor in this movie. Yeah, not. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I have an idea for my name. <laughs> yeah, I got a great idea. You're going to love it. Yeah, I've watched it. It's a weird movie. It's I weird think, yeah. for being. OK, if you're like a Bond fan, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Just to be like, how did this just so you can like wrap your head around? How did this fly? <laughs> like, I mean, this is like the, the tradition with like Italian movies that try to like do their own thing. I mean, but I've never seen anything this close where I was like, they're actually using real actors. And then they've got Sean Connery's brother playing the lead role yeah. as a spy. Like it doesn't get any closer than that. When yeah. You have like a relative of a James Bond, you know, basically. Like, it's just the weirdest. It's super interesting. It's okay. super okay. weird, man. Um, And then I'll last, the last person I'll mention is Madeline Smith, who's the girl in the very beginning of this movie. 
Uh, she is in a movie that I watched recently called Theater of Blood, which I think is like a Peter Cushing. It's one of those like um, Hammer. Yeah, Hammer Hammer movies. But she's also in. Oh no no, Theater of Blood's not Hammer. I don't think it is. It's but it's basically like a yeah. revenge like horror movie. Okay, sorry, uh, I'm thinking about her. She's in Vampire Lovers. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the yeah. other movie I was going to mention, which is part of a trilogy of Hammer movies. Uh, one of them I watched during Halloween season called Twins of Evil. Okay, it's called the Karnstein. Uh, trilogy. This is part of that trilogy. Okay. Yeah. So she's in that. that so it's Vampire Lovers is the first one, uh-huh. and then uh, the Lust one. of a Vampire. Okay. And then Twins of Evil is the third evil. one. Yeah. yeah. And then Timmy the Vampire. What? I got nothing. Okay. Good. Uh, and that's it. Score. That's it. <laughs> Chris, you're winning tonight. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. You're on. You're on fire. That's <laughs> it. So before I watch this movie, I've always put Live and Let Die in my top three James Bond movies. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty high yeah. up. Yeah. So that being said, let's talk about the movie and see if it still stands where I had it. So the film starts off. This is actually one of my favorite Bond intros. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. One of the f- rare ones where he doesn't show up in the intro. I would say it was kind of odd that it was like an intro without Bond. It yeah. is. I, I think like it's next it, to Dr. No or like the first two that don't have Bond in the yeah. intro. I because, do like this intro, though. Because you got like the the guy from the United Nations or um, the UK mm. who dies during like a. Um, it's like a UN like um, yeah. hearing or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you have another one who dies during, um, what else is there? It's like a New Orleans, like, oh, the uh, New Orleans, like, uh, it's like basically like a funeral procession, basically. Yeah. And then it turns into like a parade. Which used to scare me as a kid. Yeah. Like, that it's freaked kind me of, out. kind of scary how, like, uh, how they're just like celebrating this guy's death. Well, yeah. they bring it back up and like later on in the movie, which is cool. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, because they don't say what happens. He just like they do the exact same setup for the CIA, the CIA agent. agent, and the guy just stands next to him. The funeral procession's coming down the street, and then they just cut, and then like they make a bunch of cracks later on. They're like, they're like where's blah blah blah? Like he's probably laying down on the job. Jeez. And it's like as a kid, I thought they didn't kill him. Me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought because the way it cuts is so kind of like like the guy smiles at him. And then they start dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows the guy, the CIA agent in the parade. <laughs> He's dancing too. Yeah. But it's like insinu- <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> it's insinuating that he, yeah, that he yeah. Gets it. just based off the. the so opening. talking about, I want like we talking about John, James Bond movies, you get a little like the plots get convoluted, right? Yeah. So we're talking about the plot. One of the guys that gets killed in this opening is the guy that finds out there's a poppy, uh, a uh, poppy, poppy field. field and he gets killed because of that. Yeah. Right. And uh, Rose, Rose, is it Rosie? Rosie? Rosie, yeah. Rosie's the one who, like, turned him over to, to Kananga. Kananga. And that's how that guy got killed, right? And then the guy. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. And then the guy in the UN was just there to tail Kananga at the UN. Okay. He was just there to, like, And then supervise. what about the third guy? Um, Who gets killed in the funeral. Oh, no, no. Oh, never mind. The guy who gets killed in the funeral procession was, he was, he was another tail. Because okay. he's hanging out in front of that club. Yeah, because he's trying to yes. see Mr. Big yes. leaving, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's why he gets killed. Okay. It did not even dawn on me that Rosie was the one that portrayed yeah. him. Mean, that's yeah, because really, I think yeah. uh, uh, Bond calls her out. Uh, basically, I can't remember how he figures it out. Uh, Tihi is the one who says it to Kananga. Oh. Or Kananga says it back to Tihi or whatever. The Basically, the conversation they have is like, Rosie's been very trustworthy. Gotcha. She, she gave us and agent. Then she I think he's the agent Bane or something like yeah. that. Bane's. Yeah. And then he yeah. sh- she shows Bane. up basically. Yeah. And it cuts to the picture of Bane from Batman and Robin. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that? Like every time in that movie they talk about Bane, it yeah. just cuts to Bane and he's like, Bane. Like, 
like, <laughs> oh, it's dumb, dude. Um, oh, he talks like this. <laughs> Wait, is that Bane <laughs> from uh, Dark Knight Rises? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really cool intro because you're like, it's enticing because you're wondering what's going on. Yeah. I wish it was a little more clear what was happening. Yeah, but yeah, it's still yeah. a cool intro. And then it goes into our uh, title sequence of "Live and Let Die" by mm. Paul McCartney, and I think Wings is with. Yeah, him. it's Paul McCartney in the wing in the yeah. wings or yeah. Um, awesome song. Awesome song, kind of lame, uh, like, title, like, sequence. Oh, oh you really? Like the title sequence? I like it. Yeah, it's not as great as some of the other ones. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. it's a cool one. I think Done I like by, uh, Maurice Binder, who did, um, several of the other ones. Okay. Did in the past. Did Soul Bass do any of the... Uh, no, no, Soul okay. Bass never did any okay. Bond stuff. But, um, yeah, he, Maurice Binder, I think, did every single sequence up to, like... Like probably the maybe the nineties. I don't know if the I, I don't like quote me. He on did that, even the like license to kill and stuff. Yeah, or? he was like I'm pretty. Yeah, he was like their go to guy. Okay. Like I'm pretty sure he those, did up the license to kill. Those right. those sequences get pretty awesome towards the. Uh, I feel like the Tim- Timothy Dalton Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, where they get more like three dimensional. You know, I don't yeah. remember much the the Daltons or the Brosnans. I think the Pierce Bros or the Timothy Dalton license to kill is like a photographer. It's like a bunch of like. That sounds familiar. I think they're like heavily like promoting Canon or like yeah. uh, Panasonic or something like yeah. yeah, some sort of camera brand. But it's like all camera okay. style. Stuff. Well, it's weird too because like I haven't watched a lot of these movies. I haven't watched them since I was a kid. So it's yeah. been twenty years since I've seen a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Living the Die, unfortunately, I did watch like I think ten years ago. I watched it a couple years ago. Yeah, so it's like that one was pretty fresh in my brain. And it was like I would have to go and say that Goldfinger, Goldeneye, and Live and Let Die were probably the three we watched most when we were kids. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it was actually um, License to Kill when I was a kid. And then, like, the gold, like, probably Goldeneye and probably Live and Let Die. Okay. Were, like, the three that I watched. Yeah. And it was always, like, they always had the Bond marathon on, like, TNT. So I would always mm-hmm. watch, like, whatever was on. Yeah. They always had a Bond marathon around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I always, and I think Matt's the same, but we always insinuate Bond with Christmas. Oh, okay. Interesting. Do they still do it? I don't, I don't know. That sounds kind of like a dumb question, but I haven't turned TNT on. I haven't turned TV on in a yeah. while. Wait, what's TNT's slogan? We know drama. We know drama. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, <laughs> the movie continues, and I'm not going to go through every scene. We'll go through the, 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 the scenes that stand out. Okay. Um, because it's pretty straightforward. There's yeah. not a, this is one of the lesser the less convoluted plots of a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's kind of straightforward. I mean, you get your basically, once the credit sequence happens, they just go right into it of like uh, uh, M walking up to Bond's door and then waking him, waking him up uh, after his little sex, sex foray. Yeah. Uh, But she sneaks around the house and she like shushes like money penny, like don't tell she's running around. And this joke would have been funnier. Had you known that she was an agent as well? Oh, and she's supposed to be. Yeah, because at the end of the whole scene, M's like, or something, she's something like an agent. Yeah, they they they, they yeah. say she's an agent. But at the end of the scene, so after she's been sneaking around, you're like, why is she sneaking around? And then M's like, have you seen blah 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 with the blah? Oh. Yeah. Had he said that at the beginning, yeah. and he saw her sneaking around, it probably would have okay. been funnier. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, this is when Bond gets his watch. Yeah. What do we he, think of this watch? By the way, he uses it for. He uses it like ten. This times. is the only gadget. And no Q in this one. Yeah, no Q, which is kind of a bummer. Right. Yeah, Q is off doing something different at this time. But um, this might be the most use he's ever gotten out of a gadget, I think. This is like one of three times, I believe, in the entire series of movies where we've seen Bond's apartment. 
oh, where really? Bond lives. Oh yeah, yeah. this is yeah, not a bad. Yeah. Uh, this is not a bad uh, little place he's got. Yeah. yeah, he only uses the watch a couple times. Oh, he uses like five or six times. He uses okay. it. I thought he used beginning. And he then... uses it at the beginning when he undresses her. He yeah. uses it when he tries to get the boat to come towards him with the alligator. Oh, yeah, shark pellet. Yeah, the shark pellet, and then rope. He uses it to cut the rope. He uses it to get the gas pellet. That's what I mean. Yeah, the yeah, pellet. shark pellet. Yeah. yeah, and then he uses it to cut the rope. So that's twice. Yeah. What as the a saw? <laughs> What? He just said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> he, like he literally just like, did he? Yeah. So like, yeah. So there's four times. Yeah, four times. There might be a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> like the way you were rattling them off, you're like, he uses it to cut the ropes. He yeah. uses it to get the shark pellet. He uses it to cut the ropes, <laughs> and then he uses it to get the shark pellet. I mean, hot to just dead yeah. stare at you. Opinion like, does what? not matter on this podcast. Um, but he used it four times, and yeah. at one point. Kananga even like looks at it like he takes it off his wrist and looks at it. So like this watch is getting a lot of play. This watch is dope. I like this. I like when it goes into uh, like razor blade mode. Yeah, I want that. That looks pretty cool. Um, Fun. Okay, so Madeline Smith. Yeah, talked about her scene. This This is the girl. This is the Italian agent agent that uh, is in the scene. Uh, like while he's like making love to her, kissing her, whatever. I guess Roger Moore's wife was on set. Oh God! (laughs) And she said it was really awkward, like filming this scene, because Roger, for some reason, Roger Moore's wife was on set during it. His his wife, his wife at the time. Jeez. I think that's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But then I guess I mean I don't know because I don't live in this world. Maybe she just likes to watch. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) Um, but like some people are like, oh, he's acting. It clearly means nothing to him. But like. Yeah, it's still awkward. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess, and it took twenty nine times. It this is he I was wondering up. about this. Yeah, Roger Moore had to do yeah. a couple more tries. He did. So it took him twenty nine times to get the uh, the zipper thing, to, the zipper trick to work because they were using a thread off screen okay. to pull the okay. zipper down. Yeah, it took him twenty nine times to get it right. If anybody was wondering, because I was wondering that when I was watching it myself, <laughs> I was like. I was like, how are they doing the zipper thing? Is it a thread or is it yeah, I was actually wondering behind her dress? Like, I don't know. I thought Roger Moore was calling the shots on another take. Like, Oh, yeah. Moore. Roger, Roger, it looks pretty good to me. Do another one. They call <laughs> me Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my name, Roggie Moore. <laughs> I, I want more. 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 <laughs> um. So the film continues on. I don't even know where we're at at this point. We're in going to New York. Yeah, we're in Harlem. Harlem now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of reasons I like this movie is because it essentially is a black exploitation movie. It kind movie of yeah, has that black With James feel. Bond. Yeah. And I think this really works. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. There's some stuff that's a little dated for sure. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I love the feel of this movie. Yeah. Uh, Roger Moore, or Bond, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Bond goes to like a gift shop and he's like, tail- oh, no, I'm getting all mixed up. I don't, I'm not going to go through every well, scene. He arrives at- you let, did you watch this movie recently? <laughs> <laughs> so Timothy Dalton. <laughs> he, arrives so, in, uh, he arrives in uh, in New York, right? And yeah, then, he's uh, on his way to Harlem but in then, a taxi cab. And the taxi cab's like, shall I open it? Yeah, as and, it whispers in the, yeah. next, uh, the next car over. Yeah, whispers in the next car. He shoots the cab driver. <laughs> so the car the goes cab- crazy <laughs> down the highway. Yeah, I feel so bad for the cab driver because he's just like, looks like he's just driving and Roger Moore's like, hey, we better watch the road over there. <laughs> and then we've got a scene where he he gets another cab. I do like that scene, yeah. by the way. He gets a scene with another cab, right? Mm-hmm. And we've got a back and forth surveillance between people with walkie-talkies mm-hmm. on as they're they're tailing him on his way to Harlem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's weird because like half of the surveillance is Kananga guys and half of it's them confusing. are CIA. Half of them oh, are CIA guys. Yeah. So CIA and Kananga's guys are are basically uh 
running surveillance on Bond as he's going into Harlem. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's supposed to be confusing because you're not supposed to know like, like who, CIA is, yeah. who is who, CIA basically. Agent. Yeah. So Bond goes to that bar, and I do like this scene a lot. <laughs> he sits in that uh, <laughs> that seat, and he hands the guy a 20 after he orders his drink. And I can't remember what he says, but then the chair, or like the whole booth spins around, and the guy like collects the money and then drinks James yeah. Bond's drink. Yeah. It's a really cool, yeah. I, it's, it's a good humor in this. Um, but this is when we first meet. Is this Bond meeting... Mr. Big? No. Uh, wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's Mr. Mr. Big, Big and, and, and Solitaire, right? Can yeah. you explain to me what he is doing with Mr. Big and Okay, Kananga? so Mr. He's... Kananga is his real, like, identity, yeah. right? Yes. But he's using the, uh, the, the persona. persona of Mr. Big to push drugs. Like, okay. he, Mr. Yeah. Big's the drug dealer. Yeah. But Kananga is a UN official. Right. Right, so he right. can't like ha- he can't be both, so that's why he wears the mask of Mister Big. Okay. So that way he can sell like the drugs and push okay. the drugs. But then the having I think it isn't Kananga's like having that private island allows him to like put push the drugs like through like a supply chain or something like that. Is that what he's he's got the the island for? Yeah, well he's got the island for the poppy fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so he's and he's, then he's pushing it to. Harlem, basically. Yeah, and his whole the whole plot is that he's going to give away all of his heroin for free, so he can monopolize the heroin market. And I think that's why I like this movie, dude. Part gets, of the reason it's I like pretty, it, pretty real. It's a well, pretty it's real topic, and it's very straightforward. It's not like and not nothing against it, but like tomorrow never dies. Like, yeah, I work in a newspaper, and I'm going to create the news. Dude, that one's and, awesome. Oh, it's cool, but it's not like I'm going to control the world. This one's like I'm going to push drugs. Yeah. That's I think it's awesome. Yeah, because what, this like, one, no, tomorrow never dies. Like, has a I legit. Know, it was plot. a bad example. Tomorrow never dies is cool. Right. Sorry, uh, Nintendo Power Glove uh, and a guy, an Asian turning into a, a British man. Uh, Wait, die another day. I'll die another day. Yes, yes. Die another day. <laughs> uh, Invisible car. Yeah, when you think um, of like uh, the plots of like something like this, and you jump like forty years in the future or thirty mm-hmm. years in the future, and you're like, man, these movies got real dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime you deal with satellites, is pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah, they really were really pushing the satellites yeah, in the in the latter. Um, but I did use a bad example. I just meant I like the simplicity. Yeah. of who he is. The yeah. plot. So the plot in the book, he is that Kananga works for Smirsh. Okay. And uh, the plot is he's got a bunch of... This is a really weird one, but it's legit. Uh, he's got a bunch of pirate gold that he found. That's cool. Uh, and then it's like, I, I think the pirate was Bloody Morgan. Okay. And he's got pirate gold he's found, and he's going to basically introduce it to the world's market oh. to screw up the... Uh, the just the economic like, value yeah, of... Yeah, screw up the economic value of, go- of gold. And wow. like screw everybody over that way. Interesting. Because Smirsh yeah. is all about like screwing things up. And yeah, that's like yeah. what they do. Like they do the same thing with Goldfinger. Like, no, Goldfinger's not. I don't think Goldfinger Goldfinger, they're just legitimately just robbing the... Um... Well, they're no, they're burning. They're trying to burn Fort Knox. Oh, Because man. Goldfinger's got a huge stake in gold. And yeah, if he yeah. burns Fort Knox, his gold will be like the highest More price the gold. Yeah, the value for his gold will Damn. go up. Man, I need to do a rewatch of that. Interesting, movie. yeah, same, same. Yeah, but that's what the plot is for the book. Okay. He's trying to, he was gonna, which I'm sure it this, sounds cool. Pirate and gold it works for the book. I think it would have been goofy in the movie. Yeah, I think it would be too. I kind of, I honestly, 
I like that plot, but I prefer this plot a lot better. Sure. I think it's more real. Oh yeah, and, and it's I, like real for the time too. Yeah. You're like, damn, like that's. Crazy. I wish like they would do this one with more Bond movies now. Because I swear to God, if I see another Bond movie and there's a stick drive with a bunch of agents' names yeah, on it, and we got I'm going to snap. We had that. We, well, Bond <laughs> is ru- rushing through the main base. We got our hackers. Yeah. Know, like, like, give me one that's like about like, I know this is dark, but give me one that's about like Bond stopping human trafficking. Dude, that'd be cool. Because it's a real issue. And it's like, okay, he's he's legit they fighting made it. it's scumbags. Called, it's called Taken. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but like, yeah. give me They're that. They're going to take you. <laughs> like, stop giving me these like, yeah, well, there's a satellite outside yeah. of Earth. It's a uh, Time Warner cable, and he's going to turn into a <laughs> giant laser, and they're going to get rid of Nevada. You know what I mean? And it's just like this. And is then dumb. they're going to get a lot of subscribers in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a lot of subscribers. My goal is to be a YouTube enterprise. Uh, yeah. It's called MeTube, and we're going to take over all the videos from YouTube. Oh God, MeTube. <laughs> MeTube. Are you saying MeTube? MeTube. MeTube. Yeah. <laughs> My, my idea is I'm going to make it's, it's it's called Vimeo and it's going to take over YouTube. <laughs> hey, it's not bad. I know it's not bad. Better quality. Yeah. Uh, welcome. So Bond, it, it's, it's literally Bond going from like spot to spot. Yeah, yeah. He goes to get a hotel. We meet Whisper. Whisper, um, shall I open it? Now he's on the fake island of it's um, in Jam- like it looks like Jamaica, but it's it's a fake island and it's the island that. Kananga is the UN official for San Monique. San Monique. San Monique, okay. I believe is what it's called. So he's on this fake island, the fake country of San Monique. Wow, yeah. You really know this movie. Um, yeah, San Monique. So I like a lot of these things that happen. And I don't know if it was just from like being a kid and like, you know, how you like grow up with something and you like it. Hanto, a la Police Academy movies. Yeah. A la, yeah. A la Carrot Top. Yeah. yeah. And like with you, like Joe Dirt or any Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Joe Dirt's a funny movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. You never saw really? Joe Dirt? Really? We'll have to watch it with <laughs> This is the, I think, like the 16th time this reaction has been recorded. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, we did this podcast. We started this seven years ago. I still have not seen Joe Dirt. Okay. We'll, we'll take care of that. Yeah, that, and that's, then I'm good, thanks. Honto's never seen Santa Claus. I haven't seen it, yeah. Um, but um, what was I getting at before you saw you talked about uh, the movie that you watched oh. when you were a kid? There's yeah. cool moments. Yeah, so there's like a lot of scenes that are very memorable. Or yeah. I remember like him using just, the uh just say it dude i hate i was i was just saying, I was it. saying it um him using the spray at the snake yeah and, yeah this was cool and then like um rosie with like the freaking out freaking the, out like, scarecrow that, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that uh, the hat on the bed stuff like that like oh yeah yeah just memorable stuff i was just gonna say just say iconic you know you want oh to. i was no. wondering why you're pushing me <laughs> just say it just say the word can we talk about how I don't know if you guys noticed, but every single line that comes out of Roger Moore's mouth in this movie is a quip. Is it? I swear to God it is. I watched it, and I was like, everything he says is some sort of quip, where it's like, oh, he always had an, an, an inflated ego. Oh, right? So he's yeah, not having a real yeah. conversation. He's just yeah, it's just puns. quips, dude. It's like Austin Powers quips, where I'm it's a like bit, constant. Was it like, I'm a bit detached? Yeah. Which is like the like, last one or something. Yeah. Like something he said to the girl when he took her dress off with the magnet, and he's like, He's like sheer magnetism or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, Magnet, it's magnets. How do they it work? Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right, actually. Now that you pointed out. Uh, but Bond goes off with Rosie, who we find out is another CIA I agent. Feel, I feel kind of bad because, like, it's cool having, like, a black actor, you know, be a Bond girl. Yeah. You yeah. know, but she's like a bumbling idiot this entire movie, which is kind dude, of a she bummer. She is. I'm actually surprised that the lead Bond girl wasn't a black actress. Yeah, I think they were pushing for it. They were. Okay, they were pushing for it, and it was going to be uh, 
I think it was Diana Ross mm. was what they were pushing really? for. Really? Yeah, that might be correct. Was going to be solitaire. Um, and for some reason, they went against it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually have that written down. The reason why they went against it yeah. is because in certain markets, uh, film markets, they they don't tolerate interracial relationships. So God. they like they knew if they would have done that, they would have like, and it was like the South African market was a big one. And what a bunch so of cowards! How do they get away with the one bond with Rosie then? Because it's not like a true. I don't like. It's not like a love. Like yeah, a, it's not like a. Well, yeah. none of Bond's uh, girls are say, love. They, say, uh, <laughs> they were eyeing Diana Ross. Okay? Yeah. But one of the producers told them they couldn't be done on the account of some of their markets, primarily Japan and South Africa, banning all movies with interracial ro- romances. That's a bummer. I mean, I like the way it ended. I think she does so that solitaire. Yeah. yeah. But it would have been cool to see Diana Ross. Yeah. As a, yeah. I mean, yeah. it does. I, I, you're right, though, because Rosie is just like... Um, it sucks. She doesn't know how to fire a gun. Yeah, she's a CIA um, agent. She doesn't know how to do anything, which yeah. is a bummer because, like, you just feel kind of bad for her the entire time. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I also, if you watch it, knowing that she is a uh, uh, like a, a double agent, yeah, she might be doing this to play a part. Okay. Like but she's she, a bummer. But no, like when she's underneath the boat and she comes out and she's in a she's that guy she's got that's got a bond. And it's like the safety's on. And she doesn't know how to turn off the safety. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like. But it's also weird, though, because it's like she's on a they're on a boat and the guy's about to kill Bond. But she's taking Bond to the island to get killed. He wasn't going to kill Bond. She was. He wasn't. Going no, to. he wasn't. But like if you I'm just saying if you're if you were her. Oh, she's I a double agent. Yeah. Saying. She's pulling a gun on somebody that's probably on her on her side. Yeah, let him kill the, Bond. The yeah. only reason yeah. why she got killed is because uh, she got called out by Bond and then she was running away and then the scarecrow. Because either Bond yeah. was going to kill her or the scarecrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it might be a part she's playing. She's playing a bumbling I idiot see. to I make okay. to like throw Bond off. I, OK. Interesting. Um, okay. Right. Yeah. But I'm with you. I wish like. Uh. I, I do like seeing I I, I I love Jane Seymour though. Yeah. Jane Seymour. I'm she is, does great in it. Dude, Jane Seymour's like no kidding, like maybe my top three Bond girls, maybe okay. my number one. I don't know. We'll figure out when we do the show. <laughs> uh when we do our Bond uh episode. Oh, did you hear that? We got yeah. a show coming up. Oh um, wow. But uh yeah, I think that would have still been really cool. I think it's just one of those things that's a product of its time. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like I think uh I think it could have worked in the US and in the UK, but I think a lot of other places they knew that they couldn't push it in their market, and the markets wouldn't take it. Right? Yeah. You know, it just it just sucks. It's just a shitty circumstance. I feel like it's like thing. you just you just gotta do it. Yeah, like you just, you just gotta, gotta do it. Like I think that's what they did. In, I think in the Star Trek original series that they I was had just the Captain Kirk yeah, kissing yeah. Aurora. Because it, honestly, it's like, just f- I'm gonna use my F. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Because like you look at like uh, if anybody who who could do it and get away with it. It's Bond, who yeah. could still be successful Absolutely. and be like, yeah, yeah, it's going to your movie's going to crush worldwide anyways. You know what I mean? So it's like, who cares about like uh, these small markets that aren't going to buy it? Like, they're probably still going to buy it later on. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, if, if anybody could have got away with it, it could have been Bond and been successful. Still. But if we're going to talk positives. Yeah. Let's switch it up for a second. Um, I will say some of the most memorable characters in a Bond movie. 
Yeah, I would say right. I would say Dude, this, everybody this, this that cast, pops up on screen, and I think that's why I like this, uh, like like this a lot as a kid. Is that everybody stuck out for me? Yeah, like, and I don't know everybody's name, but like Tihi is super memorable. Yeah, Kananga super memorable. Whisper, 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 the guy with the claw, Baron Semeny. Tihi is the guy with the claw. Okay, who is uh, the guy with the, the, top, the top hat? That's Baron Semeny. That's Baron Semeny. Yeah. Okay. So and I always I also like this movie a lot because Goldeneye uh, sixty four yeah he yes. was like he was my go to character on yes. that yes. Okay. guy was okay. awesome yeah and I I feel like too um, having like and it's all an all like black Just cast, black cast yeah. right nobody's like a caricature or like anything no, like that they or like the, their traits their special traits which is awesome yeah uh i think Yafet Koda does an excellent job as Kaninga. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude yeah. i love the way he presents himself in this. Oh, yeah. she's awesome the way he it. talks in it yeah. yeah he's like especially awesome at the very end when he's like gonna basically feed him to the sharks but his whole like oh he's like giddy yeah he's like, like giddy and like his uh, demeanor yeah it's very even um, his like knife style that he does oh yeah, i like, love that dude, dude yeah i love it it's great uh yeah. because i feel like by the time he gets so pissed by the end of the movie because he goes crazy hair. yeah you know what i mean i feel like he's like yeah. he definitely changes because he's very like chill and then up until the point where i think he screams at solitaire he's he talks about how like he's like i would have made love to you when yeah. the time was right and he like screams at oh, her that's what he says to her yeah oh okay yeah because you got big swinging dick bond who uh basically right dude g- you know took his girl basically um, yeah from with a lie now you had <laughs> with uh with uh what is it I, I made a joke basically saying like man how much money did he use to from the funding of mi6 to buy all these decks of cards I need 52 yeah. cards that look exactly <laughs> the same i need them now one thousand decks please yeah he basically de-virginizes her yeah yeah and it yeah. screws up her powers which yeah. by the way this is our only supernatural i was gonna say movie. this yeah. is a, definitely a supernatural we got baron semity comes back alive a couple yeah. Of times yeah yeah or no, Dude, just one sorry he just comes back it's one. super rad too like especially when it's like uh it's like the final sequence or whatever and they're having like that little ritual or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, Baron Semedy uh, is like standing there and Bond shoots him several times and he just like explodes. Yeah. And it's like a really cool like, oh, it's like a trick or whatever. Yeah. Or it's maybe weird. it's a like his head cracks open. Yeah. And he yeah. Like, looks up at it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really now cool. you told me a fact about the screenwriter. Do you want to bring it up on the show? Because now we're talking about like as far as like um, uh it, we're talking about this uh, this black cast. Yeah. We're talking about the cast characters that were in it. You had a uh, a little tidbit you told me. I can't remember about exactly, but it was basically written by this guy named Tom uh, Manowitz. Okay, and I think he wrote um, several James Bond movies, including uh, uh, Superman the movie. Okay, uh, but he was basically like a white dude. Yeah, and he wrote a lot of lines for black characters, but just did not know how to write for black characters okay and so i think a lot of the lines were you know like you know jive turkey you okay. know and yeah. yafakoto basically is like i'm not reading that that's right. stupid yeah <laughs> you know and i think uh yafakoto ended up kind of like i feel like i read this but i think he kind of like ended up like improving or kind of redoing some of the dialogue yeah. but yeah basically it was just like this guy just did not know how to write i kind of wish i knew that before i watched it like yeah. it's yeah. not all horrible yeah there are a few things where he's like he's like got a honk yelling and tail you know stuff like that yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah it's not all horrible i think i'm trying to think of lines that are just kind of like cringy that's what i mean there wasn't much of it like i know it, it gets kind of thrown at the um it's that combination where it's like yeah it's a blast exploitation movie meets bond and i'm yeah. like i don't feel like it's as like 
blaxploitation heavy, as, heavy on the blaxploitation yeah. genre. And I feel like it's because a lot of the actors like take like the a lot of the actors are um, doing it kind of like their own way, like the way yeah. you, Yifat Koto does. Yeah, it. like he kind of does it yeah. his own way. Yeah, and he's not like that's what I mean. He's not really paying, playing a caricature. He's playing a very straightforward like guy. You know, Dude. like he's working at the UN and everything mm-hmm. like that, and like. And then when he's like Mr. Big, yeah, he is. It's, like he's like he's thrown on the character. Yeah, he's definitely know? like thrown in the. Yeah, it's almost like Mr. Big is like the caricature of like yes. a black, you know, black exploitation. Oh, good call. Character, yeah. and yeah. then he rips off the paint, and then it's like, oh man, it's awesome, Yafet Kodo. Oh, can can autograph? Autograph? Yes, shit. <laughs> when um, he's Mr. Big. And James Bond introduces himself, and he's like, "It's like my name's Bond." James, and he cuts him off, and he's like, "Names over tombstones, baby." And Dude, I love that that's line. Badass. Yeah, I yeah, love that's that line. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I know we're getting kind of out of order with this movie, and we're going to. That's okay, fine. So right so now, I was gonna say Bond ends up tricking Solitaire, yeah, into sleeping with him, yeah, um, because she is like not pleased with her decision <laughs> it's a yeah. very awkward scene because he's like the cards say it we have to do it and she's like <laughs> and she's basically like okay yeah because well, she's like the cards don't lie like it was like yeah my mom was also a terror reader my yeah like, the mom before that also a terror reader, yeah so i like, think the thing too is when people watch these movies they think that like the characters are in love yeah and it's like i think they like if you really look at it it's like no roger moore's doing this to screw up Kananga. Oh, yeah. Because she's a fortune teller. Yeah. And she's basically, like... Giving him all the tidbits yeah, about... Yeah, tidbits about what's going to happen in the future, and he's going to screw this even, up for her. Even to the them. point of, like, oh, this random guy's arriving to our headquarters, and yeah. he's armed and dangerous, yeah, you know? he doesn't love solitaire. He's doing it to, I like, don't know. I don't think... He's totally doing it to screw up her so. powers. I, I, think, I think I'm on that. Yeah, I don't. he's doing it, and that way he can, like, take down Kananga. Yeah, I do not believe it. Because, yeah. How did Bond know that that's what happened? He didn't know it was going to be... I think he's because he's like he's seeing the fortune like the fortune telling actually work, and he's like okay he she's able to actually like call I also the feel shots like before I, things are about to happen. Yeah, I, but I, I don't also, think he knows that like if I have sex with her, it'll. Def- I also feel like powers. he doesn't believe in the tarot card. He just wants to do it. I that's, totally that think too. do it, but also like this might work. <laughs> How does he know that? Why does he think that if I have sex with her, she'll lose her powers? I don't know. I've I done it know. before. I don't. <laughs> it's with, worth a yeah, shot <laughs> with several fortune tellers. Yeah. Um, um, so now they kind of have a relationship. Uh, yeah, in your eyes. I think he's just <laughs> using her. <laughs> oh, I do too, but it's like... He's also using her as leverage. Yeah. Because he's like... At one point, he's like, I've got something Kanega wants. And yeah. that's why he's taking that's her good away. Point. Yeah, He's yeah. using her for leverage. Yep. And then I think this is when... I'm trying to think what happens here. Oh, they get into a cab at some point. And it's the guy from earlier in the movie. Who's basically like your Benny from uh, Total Recall. Oh, yeah. We oh, get, yeah. yeah, yeah. We get, oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They well, Really quick. They see the poppy fields. Yeah. yeah. They do the double decker bus thing, which is kind of a waste of. I think it's cool. I think it's, it's a, like a it's, it's a, whatever. It's a chase. Scene. It's like yeah. the one of five chase scenes that's in this movie. No, it's two chase scenes. The other one is just 16 minutes long. There's a boat one. <laughs> there's an airplane chase scene. Oh, I guess there's a. Yeah. There's this chase scene. And then there, you can kind of count the highway in one in the beginning as a chase yeah, scene, but kind of not. But yeah. it's a lot of chase. It is. It is. It is. Um, so yeah, and then and then they go back to uh, they go to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So and this is when they get into the, the, yeah, the airport. And this is where the CIA agents going to meet them, and then yeah. ends up basically getting killed. Which one? Uh, the oh, CIA. the one that's staying outside. Front. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so help me where I'm at. So. They got Solitaire back at this point, right? So, so no, Kananga, he just, he, 
Yeah. They go to the airport yep. and they do that whole like this is another one that's kind of a, a waste of a time action sequence uh-huh. with the wings breaking off of the airplane it's and the airplanes just drive yeah. around. And then for some reason there are people that work at the airport that have guns. <laughs> they do, man. And they like I didn't know if they're Kananga's guys. I didn't but, know either. It's very but I'm confusing. Like, I like at the same time too. I was like, "Why does Kenny go into airport out in the middle yeah, of nowhere?" Right, right. But all oh right. yeah, because this is. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I was kind of lost, but yeah. So they both get captured, and then Solitaire kind of jumps in to save the day. This makes no sense at all. Why? Like. She uh, was helping Bond out. She like uh, swings her purse or whatever at Bond, like as if to like. Yeah, to hit him. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's to distract then, the bad guy. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then that's okay. when he jumps in. Yeah, she's totally okay. trying to save him. Yeah, she's doing like, it. Like, to... I feel like it was like her betraying, like. It kind of, I could see that. I could see but that they were about to like drop him from an airplane over a lake, is what they were going to do. It's kind of a tease for like an awesome scene that's about to happen. He's like, you're going skydiving. And I remember as this was happening, like when I watched earlier, I was like, there's a skydiving scene in this yeah. one? And then it doesn't happen. You're like, like, oh, oh no, oh, there's a there's a plane to... that has no wings that drives yeah. around. Like, yeah. Oh no, it's licensed to kill. And <laughs> they destroy several other airplanes. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I wish I had this kind of budget to just blow on this like nonsense sequence. Seven million dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they got Solitaire back at this point. And Bond doesn't really seem too bummed about this. He's fine. He'll uh he'll move on. Yeah, <laughs> he'll find and, another girl. Yeah, um and then help me out because at this point, I mean, we're getting towards the boat chase scene. Yeah. Um, uh, my God, this is a long scene. It's like a yeah, this is a long ass scene. It's like they filmed so much footage and they're like, well, I don't want to cut any of it. We shot it all day. And it's like yeah. put it all in there. It you need to you could easily cut out seven minutes of this dude thing. because you don't even know what the hell's going on outside of like uh. What was his name? Peppercorn. What? The sheriff. Pe- <laughs> sheriff. Oh, Pepper. James. Sh- James Peppercorn uh, Bond. <laughs> no, uh, the uh, sheriff. Pe- Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge no, Farm. I'm sorry. He eats a lot of Pepperidge oh, Farm. Okay. What is happening? Uh, sheriff Pepper is his name. Yeah. yeah, Sheriff Pepper. Like outside of what's going on with him, I don't know what's going on in this chase sequence. So I mean, to go back just a tad bit, they go to that bar. They're singing the "Live and Let Die" like rendition. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. Bond is in that one seat that takes him to the base or the un- the underground base, yeah. and this is where Mister Big basically reveals himself mm. as Kananga, and then they basically escape, and then um, I think this is where they take him to the crocodile. No, he doesn't escape. Oh, they I'm just, sorry, they, they, just, don't escape. they just take him to yeah, the crocodile. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, I did see the crocodile scene. The crocodile yeah. scene. Yeah, holds up, man. This I like is this a, scene. Uh, iconic Bond scene. Yeah. I agree. Matt was uh, making me feel like I was going to dread it. You brought it up. You're like, oh, wait till you get the crocodile. No, scene. I said, wait till you get to the airport scene. He's That's when I felt like, because the last time I watched this movie, I was like, when I got to the airport scene, I was like, there's still an hour left of this movie. Yeah. I was like, and he's just flying around this airplane, and like somehow he got <laughs> out of that. Just land the plane and finish the movie. Just go get the bad guy. <laughs> uh, and like, they just won't shoot him. Yeah. It's one of those Bond Dude. movies where you're like, just shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, no, well, exactly. we're going to take him to the, a- the crocodile and alligator farm. We're going to leave him on a rock in the middle, and then we're all just going to walk away. Yeah, there's no way you can get, get out of here. So. Yeah, like, have fun. They're all just going to walk away from him just being by himself in the middle of this. Like, obviously, yeah, any normal person couldn't escape it. It's a really good trap. Yeah. yeah. And a really awesome escape. But somebody but watch. It makes, yeah, but it makes no sense that nobody's watching. Somebody like, watch with, like, a machine gun, so when he's running, yeah. like, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, like, the person's so, like, astonished by it that he gets close enough to him to hit him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, holy shit, that guy just hopped over four alligators. That like, scene yeah. is awesome. Yeah, um, real stunt, too. That's crazy. Roger Moore? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Real stunt by the stunt. Uh, the stunt guy's name was Kananga, 
and they decided to change the name of Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah, decided yeah. to change the yeah. name of the villain in Live and Let Die to the last name Kananga for the stunt person. Oh, yeah, very the, cool. the crocodile like was he, was he like the owner of the farm or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. But his name was Kananga, like in real life. And okay. he did it several times to the point where, like, he said as soon as he'd fall in the water, the alligators would, like, bite onto anything they could. Jesus and so he had to Christ. go through, like, several shoes and several different suits to pull off the That's stunt. That's insane. My but he's God. really jumping on legit. That's like, cool. That's cool. But, yeah, I feel like, honestly, you could have totally set this in-joke up where, like, a guy's just standing there with a gun. Yeah. And it doesn't think Bond's going to make it across, like... Like he's, he's just like, waiting for Bond to die, and then Bond hops across all the alligators, yeah, no. and the guy's so astonished by it, he doesn't even point his gun up fast enough, and he's just like, yeah, it's <laughs> not know, This out. is a perfect opportunity where he's like, I'm going to enjoy the show, light up a cigarette, and he sees him running across, and it's just like the cigarette like dropping from his yeah. like, like <laughs> astonished, and then that's it. Like He just lets him get away, because he's like, that's great. That, that's awesome, Yeah, dude. that's awesome. You know what? Get out of here. I'm yeah. done. He takes his gun or out it's like, uh, Or it's like Iron Man 3, yeah. where it's like, you know? I quit. These guys are weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go find a new job. <laughs> I don't remember that. I love that. That's the best. <laughs> um, but then we have the boat chase scene, which, now that you talk about it, the this reason it feels so, so long might be part of the fact that it's the ninth chase scene in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, cool, we've done this already. Yeah. Like, move on. Uh, but yeah, we have this huge boat chasing, which is fine. It just needs to be cut down dramatically. Yeah. Uh, and this is like this is basically where Bond, this James Bond movie uh, becomes the the Sheriff Pepper movie. Oh, for yeah. like because 10 we're minutes, just like with him yeah. driving around yeah. and like setting up yeah. the barricades mm-hmm. and him getting this like chase scenes are boring. Yeah, that's I, why I, I actually was bored by this entire. I don't. Sequence. I usually yeah. don't like chase sequences in anything. I really think it's boring to watch. I think like, if it's like a driving sequence, like cars, like. Like specifically, Matrix Ro- Reloaded. Uh, that was good. It's an awesome chase yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronan with Robert De Niro. There's a dude. Yeah, yeah. perfect car chase scene. Okay. That is like, that is like adrenaline rushing. Like, oh my god. Yeah. And they're just, it's like just close quarters. You're just driving. You got a lot of POV. Yeah. Car. And it's just like exciting. This one's just like wide shots. Yes. That's what ruins it. Is yeah. Like wide shots. And just like, all right, this is boring. And like, I couldn't even tell you like. Like, I just know Bond's in front. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No when Bond's you do the wide shot, you can't see who's driving, so you're just like, like I assume that they're chasing after Bond. So. Yeah. so Bond's the first one. Uh, T-1000 chasing the motorcycle. Dude, that that movie is perfect. Crazy God, I incredible. Oh, that's 100%. Yeah, that is, that is, like, amazing. That's I haven't seen it since yeah. videotape days. No, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man, I want to rewatch it soon. Like, no shit, no shit. I that don't we just do an Arnold month? I feel like it's been creeping up. Let's do an Arnold year. Uh, oh my god i don't think there's enough movies to cover maybe we'll see what happens so right. after the boat chase scene i feel like we're drawn towards the end this here, is towards right? the yeah. end yeah um which oh my god can we talk about how quick this wraps up so usually oh, like yeah, the last absolutely. 30 40 minutes will be like bond with the main villain to put him in an escapable yeah. situation whatever and then they fight bond goes to the island this is him basically bringing the fight to him it's yeah, a really him. nonsensical ending because it's like I feel like there's a lot of logic going on to, like, why things are happening in the movie. But, like, then all of a sudden, I mean, it's like it ends on, like, we've got, uh, like, how does Bond know about all this stuff? How does he know there's going to be a ritual on this island? Oh, he's uh, got those tarot cards. That, uh, yeah. He, the, the leftover tarot cards. How does he know Solitaire <laughs> is going to be in the ritual? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, they don't really explain, like, oh, she's going to be sacrificed. Yeah. James Bond 
Solitaire's going to be... James Bond. <laughs> but it's just like, it, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, and then, you know, lucky enough, Kananga's there. Yeah. And it just the all bowels fall, of this island. It just like, all falls into place. Yeah. But it all falls into place. I paused it. 13 minutes left in the movie when he, gets, when he gets onto the island. Yeah. That's nuts. He saves Solitaire real quick. So he has he, like a sword fight. Yeah. Then he goes to Kananga's underground lair and then Kills him. he fights Kananga for like 35 seconds. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but it is. It's yeah. a very quick sequence. Yeah. But then the train sequence, like. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You forgot about the train yeah, sequence. Yeah. But um, this probably is one of my favorite parts of the movie is. When, oh, God. Well, no, no, no. Not there. No, I'm getting before that. Okay. Is when Kananga or when. Bond explains Kanango what that gun does. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm, I knew you were going to go here. he aims the gun at Whisper. <laughs> yeah. And I feel so bad for Whisper because he has this look on his face like he's going to get up. He's like, like oh, it's kind of like, a, oh, what are you doing? Do it. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. And it's kind of like, I feel bad for the guy. And then the couch blows up. I'm already big to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the couch blows up and he like tumbles around and like Kananga's like laughing at it. Yeah. And it's, I like this because they're showing like the human side to Kananga. Like, he's, like, goofing around. It's yeah. weird. He changes. Yeah, he changes. He um, changes, like, roles in this last, like, ten minutes. He's very serious in the last time we saw him. Yeah, he he's serious his, throughout the whole movie. When he rips his mask. Yeah. Especially when he rips the mask off because it's all about him stealing solitaire. Yeah. But then this one is like, oh, ha But I also don't like the whole, like, him, le- like... I, I kind of hate this. I'm not going to lie to you. But now that we're talking about it, I hate the fact that he has, like a shark pit in this underground lair. Oh yeah, it's weird. And it's a weird gonna, it's like, a weird cave in yeah. this Caribbean island. And like, he's I don't like, mind. I don't love he's it. Like, I don't mind. It. He's lowering them into this shark pit and I'm like, just kill him. Yeah, and I just feel like I I'm like watching and I was like, okay. There's been nothing in this movie so far that tells me that Kananga's this kind of person that would yeah. be like, we're going to you're well, I want to watch you slowly die. Yeah. He seems very business oriented and like getting shit done. You know, I mean, he bumps off those three agents in the beginning of the movie very yeah. very fast. Yeah. Right. And very so he doesn't seem like the too. kind of guy that would, okay. he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would torture somebody yeah. or watch him slowly get uh, eaten by sharks. Right. He seemed like he's like, yeah, just get it done. Like just we put got a, bullet, a shipment them. going out tonight. Like yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. This so is it's really yeah. weird yeah. that like he has an underground. La- it's so kind of like James Bond cliche that it has an underground layer with a pit of sharks and then this like whatever the hell this thing is. He's got a, a thing that. The like, monorail. What the hell is this? The monorail. Like no, it, it picks it picks stuff oh, up and then the it cage. lowers it into the <laughs> shark. It's, it's, it's for James Bond. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's like, only for James yeah. Bond. What other purpose does this serve yeah. other than it's lowering not, people into yeah. your shark pit? Yeah. So it's kind of goofy. Good point. Yeah. I don't it mind kinda, it, but that's a good point. Everything that happens in this ten minutes, I feel like goes against the character, the groundedness that this movie was created. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, then it becomes then, a, then it becomes a James like, Bond. We're movie. like, oh, now he has like a specter layer. Yeah. Yes, and then he's like giggly and he's laughing yeah. and you're yeah. like, okay, he's not even playing the same character he was okay. throughout the movie. That's yeah. pretty good call, actually. Um, so can we talk about the book for a second? Well, I it, read it, we, can we wrap up the movie or do you want to talk about the book? Well, yeah, we can talk about the movie. Do you like, want to wrap yeah, up? And then it doesn't the matter. Book? I just wanted to talk about the differences between the book oh. and the movie. Okay, well, go ahead. If you got something okay. for the scene, So uh, this is like one of the... I remember being one of the better Bond books that I've read. Oh, yeah. You're telling me about this. Yeah. Uh, the differences yeah, here. Yeah. So Live and Let Die is probably like the book with the, the most iconic moments in all the Bond movies because half of its plot is License to Kill and half of its plot is Live and Let Die. And it's like, so like everything with Felix Leiter getting eaten by sharks yeah. and License to Kill happens in the Live and Let Die book. And then he goes after Kananga and then he finds out about like 
drug smuggling and gold and all that kinds of stuff. And that's the live and let die story in there. And then like Baron Semity and everything. And then um, at the end of the book, he and Solitaire get tied up behind a boat and dragged naked through the water. And then they end up using that scene in For Your, For Your Eyes, Eyes Only. Only. Yeah, you did tell me this. Okay. Yeah, and like they, he drags them through like shark infested or or barracuda infested water to get these eaten. are like all the best scenes yeah so yeah. all that's in the live and let die book okay and so the like the last like third of the book is him going to the island and like it's finding mm. out about the plan yeah. and yeah, yeah. getting uh dragged through i think it's yeah i think that's how it happens he gets yeah. dragged through the water with solitaire okay and i've always wanted to read those books um, they're not big books. No, yeah. Live and Let Die is the best one to start on. Yeah. Like, legit, because it's, like, the one with all the cool moments in it. Yeah. And they're did, maybe not even 200 pages. They're no, they barely short. break 200 pages. Did Ian Fleming write, I mean, was there, like, a James, uh, I'm sorry, a License to Kill novelization? No. no. So it's almost like they, um, like, doing this whole revenge with, uh, you know, Mr. Big and the drug stuff. You know, it's almost like they, uh, they took elements from the live and let die novelization to make license to kill because the whole plot of license to kill is basically like drug running and yes. dr- cartels and revenge with the Felix Slater. You know? Yeah. So it's almost like they adapted it or readapted it in the form of it's very, yeah, it's very close, but I will say that too. That's why I like about the license to kill ending is it's like, we do that. Well, it's a car chase, Yeah, but we do a truck <laughs> chase and it's kind of like that's it's kind of cool it's cool but it's grounded yeah, and yeah. it's like okay i dig this way more than like an underground layer i think yeah. honestly by the time they get to 73 yeah i think it's, oh, du- it's i think we're done the with the underground yeah. layers i think that's why the roger moore movies i don't like as much yeah like when yeah. they start getting into like everyone's got their layers and like yeah. the production values get bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah. And I need to go through them again because a lot of these I haven't watched since I was a kid. And I know that we're doing James Bond month. I'm probably going to watch, you know, I know, eight or nine of them. I'll I watch just, Spy Who Loved Me. I left off on Spy Who Loved Me. I'm probably going to continue watching them. Hunter said it was rough. I think it's yeah. because, I don't know if I was... You can be honest. Hey, this is an honest place. It was kind of boring. Directed yeah. by Stanley Kubrick. I know Kubrick. it's supposed to be the best. What? Directed by Stanley Kubrick. Ghost directed? Uh, yeah, he, he came I know he, on... I didn't know he did the last sequence for yeah, lighting. He came on a, like... I want to say he ghost directed some of the stuff that happens when they're in that giant boat. So the giant and they're boat, like they're fight like the two armies are fighting. The okay. G- the giant boat apparently like was real. Like it was the biggest set. I don't know if it's the biggest set like ever or the biggest set at the time, but they had a hard time lighting it or figuring out how to light it because it was so massive. Really? Like they brought Stanley Kubrick basically as like a consultant. Oh, that's yeah. And like they, they were in like cuz it was Elstree Studios, I think. Yeah. And um it might have been Right around the time that The Shining was filming. It's very possible. Because we talked about this on The Shining podcast. Years, that like The Shining three, was like a, a, like a long, a uh, few year, few years process. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So yeah, he might have been, been like around yeah. the Elstree studio, because that would have been an Elstree studio valid. production yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to basically kind of wrap up the movie, uh, they uh, Kananga ties up Bond and Solitaire to feed him to the sharks. Bond escapes with his watch yeah. and turns into a saw. And then he pulls Kananga into the water, <laughs> puts a, uh, one of the, the pressurized bullets the sh- into his mouth. Shark, shark pellet. And he becomes 100 feet tall. We got it. We got it. Because uh, the last time shark pellets or shark guns have ever come on the podcast was from Deep Star 6. Oh, yeah. We got to, like, intercut. The, oh, uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, we got to yeah. intercut the part where uh, Kananga blows up and it cuts to Miguel Ferrer. We're like, oh! <laughs> I forgot about that. I totally Dude. forgot about that. Or when the guy's head blows up in License to Kill. Oh, my God. Yeah. In the yeah. pressure yeah. cabin. That's yeah. nuts. Dude, that's violent, that man. That is, is gnarly. Um, I totally for Okay, so 
Say Kananga. Okay, here's what I'm thinking with this Kananga thing. The only reason Kananga dies and explodes is because he hits a pointy rock at the top. That's yeah, very possible. So if <laughs> so it you wasn't think, there, so you think if he if it wasn't there, that was just his life. Like yes. he was like, this is me now, Mr. Big. Yeah. <laughs> I hate. He, I I read a quote that Yafakoto hated that as well. Oh, I would hate it too. Oh, it's my favorite James Bond moment, hands down. <laughs> it it is, is such an awesome movie. It's so abs- I mean, it's absurd. It's yeah. so dumb. And then that comes out of nowhere, and you're like, what? <laughs> well, and I feel bad. I think. <laughs> Yeah, and they make like a fart noise too. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. yeah. Like as he's getting bigger and bigger. And it's like, they couldn't have made it any comically dumber. It's like yeah. somebody ghost directed the, like, the last 10 minutes of this movie. Did, well, did you notice that Yafet, yeah, you're actually right. Yafet, uh, how do you say it? Kodo? Yafet Kodo. When he's in the water. Oh, yeah, his face. He's he, like, he, well, he, he like makes a face like something's happening and he blows air into his cheeks. And I imagine the director was like, just blow air into your cheeks. Trust me, it's going to look really cool. Yeah. And he's like, I trust you. And yeah. then, so you're just going to make my head explode? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, something like that. Um, Can you imagine being in theaters like opening night? It's like, yeah. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine being like surrounded by you guys. And I'm excited about my new role as a James. We're going to go full circle here. I'm excited about my role as Kananga because I'm 33 years old. And I'm like, guys, I'm a James Bond villain. And then you guys watch me blow up. And like, and the only thing that stops me from getting any bigger is this, the cave of the, this, the ceiling of this cave. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. I'm Matt's got this half smile on his face. I'm trying to th- fight back tears. Yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to be like really nice and supportive. And, and Matt's like, like, Matt's like oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to get some more popcorn real quick. <laughs> it's the end of the movie. I got to go. Yeah. I'm starving. I still think it's amazing. It's one of my favorite James Bond moments because it's so ridiculous. Um, so he ends up dying and then Bond, oh he does yeah oh, I didn't, I didn't because no of the rocks yeah and, and uh, he floats down in balloon form did you see all that like, oh yeah. He yeah no he blows up and is like the rest of his body is like oh. shivers of like it's like slivers of like a balloon like it's so good it's they amazing they they just straight gore where it's yeah. just completely covering James <laughs> Bond in solitaire and it's like, should, yeah I was say they should cut to like James Bond's face and she's like. Like, he's just smiling because he's a psychopath. Dude, like <laughs> Evil Dead style blood where they're just completely like drenched. Like a tremor just blew yeah. up. They're like, oh my <laughs> God. And then it cuts that deer head on the, uh, on the wand. Like, <laughs> That's when Whisper decides to be loud and he starts laughing. They're like, ah! He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope Whisper doesn't die in this, by the way. And then he, he does. No, he I just, think he survives. He gets he locked in, in that yeah. uh, the monorail. Yeah, he gets locked in the monorail, but it's waterproof, so I can't imagine how much air there is for that. Oh. And I can't imagine Bond let him out. <laughs> 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 Poor guy. Let me, let me out. From a guy who like de-virginized the girl just out? to screw over another villain, I don't think he let this dude out. Yeah. Okay, here's what happened. This is a deleted scene. Bond <laughs> walked up to what is it? Like a. Uh, it's just a monorail, like like a monorail container. Yeah. He walked up to it, and then Bond was like, shall I open it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a dick move. <laughs> this movie is stupid. <laughs> James Bond will be back in stupid. <laughs> uh, but then Solitaire and Bond, they survive. They go take a train later on, like the next day or whatever. And then they get attacked by... Tee-hee. And he was hiding in this really, really small mail sack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he they totally show, was. Like, the yeah. size, and it's like, it shows the claw coming down, and they're like, 
It's very tiny. He took for a, such a tall dude. Yeah, yeah. For a very tall guy. Yeah, and um, I can't imagine the asshole who had to pick that bag up. And he's like, what the hell? He's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 250 pounds of letters? I'm going to throw this bag in the garbage. <laughs> no, don't do it. I'm, <laughs> don't I'm throw it definitely away. leaving this one here. On the, I'm going to set this one on fire. <laughs> no, please to, don't. To the incinerator. <laughs> Nebraska's not getting their mail this week. <laughs> You have to at your job. <laughs> it's a federal crime. <laughs> I guess the bag's right. That's um, like, can you imagine hiding inside an Amazon bag or an Amazon box? <laughs> and you're like, deliver me, please. And you're like, please deliver me. Put me on the front porch. <laughs> and your claw just busts through the box. Like, <laughs> um, I like this scene. Because I like the way they fight in such a small, confined space. Yeah. Yes. This is a cool shot. Yeah, I cool. really like all this. I like the way he flips him out of the window. I oh, do it's too. awesome. I really like, like the, the choreography there is really cool. Uh, cuticle yeah. clippers to... Yeah. Yeah. His ball hair clippers. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, get that off my arm. Oh, that's disgusting. That's that is so unsanitary. <laughs> um, but like Solitaire is like pushed up in the bed because Teehee like pushed her up there. And then he throws Teehee out the window... Um, they commence in lovemaking, and then we see one last shot. Ah, this is uh, great. Uh, Baron Semity sitting on the front of the train. The man who cannot die. Laughing at the camera as the movie, as Live and Let Die kicks Awesome on. ending. Awesome ending. It's such a yeah. good ending. All right. So Live and Let Die, 1973. It has a 63, I believe it was on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 70. I think... I was afraid to watch this. I feel like it was going to be stereotypical. I was afraid there was going to yes. be hints of like racism. Yeah. I was afraid of a lot of things. I mean, you're still got the thing where like Bond, you know, misuses women. Yeah. There's some of the stuff is still problematic, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought this was going to be extremely dated and hard to watch. I did not think it was. Um, I would still. Put, I don't know if I put it in my top three, but it's still up there for me as a favorite of Bonds. I just think it's too long. It does not need to be two it's hours. Long. Cut all those chase scenes down dramatically, yeah. and I think you have a really tight James Bond movie. Okay. So I'm going to say 70%. Hanto? I'll go with 65. Uh, definitely a lot higher when I was a kid. Same. But this time was definitely like, it was just, it felt slow. Something about it felt off. Agreed. Uh, something with the plot, just them going back and forth to, to Harlem, to the, the island, back to New Orleans. There's just a lot of like, jumping around that kind of got confusing after a little bit of time. Uh, definitely not the best entry for Roger Moore with this being his first movie. It should have been a little bit more exciting, but I still had a good time watching it. I had an even better time talking about it. Okay. Ooh, good um, review. But uh, I say the big pluses are probably uh, just Yafa Koto. He's great. Uh, Baron Semini, uh, awesome N64 character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah pizza bites extra great snack right what is what that, is that? that? I, don't know, I think you're just going down a list of things no. that you like no. uh, <laughs> we got breckenmeyer from clueless i just want to thank uh mcdonald's um, for taking their time to make the sandwiches uh but yeah i'd say 65 is probably where okay. it's at okay. i am going to sit at a 70 uh last time i watched this movie i didn't like it and I, I was kind of dreading that. watching. I was like, it's kind of boring. Yeah. And I watched it this time and I'm like, actually, I really like a lot of the elements in this. Yeah. Awesome list of characters. Roger Moore does a really good job. If I was a f huge fan of Sean Connery and I hadn't like say I'm growing up watching these movies. Uh, Maybe and, like a transition. Yeah. The good the transition to having Roger Moore jump in. I'm like, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And honestly, I've never really been disappointed by anybody they ever pick as Bond. I know people get all like all Dude, stink, yeah, stinky always, about it, but it's always pretty good. Just it's always like, pretty good. They yeah. always figure it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think like I'm with you, Chris, on the fact that I think it needs to be. I don't think it needs to be shorter. I think you need to cut the action sequences down because there's a lot of useless yeah, ones in absolutely. here. Well, that's what I'm saying. It would and, make it shorter. That well, I mean, like, in, I would say replace it with, like, I want to see more of Yafat Kodo. Yeah, I want to see yeah. more of that kind of stuff. The last 10 minutes of the movie, I understand, are, like, in a way iconic. Uh, I think they're kind of, they kind of don't fit for this movie. I, I would it. like it to be something different. Um, the ritual stuff is really cool. Yeah. I think that fits for the movie, yeah. but I think anything in the underground layer, it makes no sense for the the, the movie. I have uh, something I want to add. But uh, yeah, seventy percent for me. Seventy. Okay. Uh, one thing that yeah, this movie misses on, and they do actually pretty well in some of the later Bond movies, is like Bond legitimately chasing after the main villain, and they don't do any of that in this movie, where it's like like get him, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah. Has, like they do it incredibly well and we'll talk about it but goldeneye that's like an exhilarating yeah. where it's like kills man you yeah, know? yeah. And, but they don't do like kananga's just doing his own that's thing. what's so odd about yeah and you're right because um because i was saying earlier like he doesn't get to kananga until the last 13 minutes yeah and it's like a quick wrap-up yeah which i still like the yeah. ending don't get me wrong yeah but yeah. it is it just it but feels like it needs like, to be bigger get the bad guy yeah if yeah. i had to critique it i don't like it yeah. but like I enjoy it's weird at critiquing it. I think the last 10 minutes is goofy. Yeah, but I've watched several times. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the score is solid. Score is yeah. great. It's yeah. one of the better scores really like the score. Um, um, awesome theme. I like you said, the ensembles dope. Some of the best villains. In it's any really of the got a great cast of like characters. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's I got like one the, of the best. This, this is probably the group. This is like the the most like of all the Bond movies, I know this cast of characters the it's most. It's most memorable. Yeah, like I totally the, agree. You know, the main henchman, the right-hand man, the main villain, the Bond girl. I know, yeah. like, all of them. In even like, the stupid sheriff. Like, I know yeah. he's in this movie. Yeah. Like, even to that. Like, And he doesn't kill a lot in this movie. I think his no, body, the body count's like four or five. It's really if, low. Yeah. It's really yeah, low. It's really low. And he doesn't even, like get into like gunfights or anything in this really he i mean he shoots no, no, people but he's busy he in car in car and boat chases i know he loves the he loves just running yeah. he, he runs a lot but like also too it's like i feel like it's always hard to figure out what james bond's mission is yeah where i'm like okay what's james bond mission in this movie he's got trying to figure out what happened to these agents his his mission is always to uh find out which girl he can get yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah i like i enjoyed it watching it and i enjoyed uh hell of a lot talking it talking yeah about with you i guys. think it's i'm just glad it held up yeah um what was the follow-up spy love me uh no man man with the golden, golden gun, gun. Okay, i remember is, that one being very tough last time i, I like watched the theme it. song oh same same but I'll movies. probably watch that and Spy Who Loved Me for this month just because I haven't seen them since I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably watch, like, honestly, a lot of the Roger Moore ones. I think I will, too. Because the Sean Connery ones, like, I've watched a lot since. Same. Sean Connery ones are probably the ones I've watched the least. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I've, I like them. Yeah. Uh, some of the early ones are a little goofy, but, you know. I remember yeah. I, I remember not liking Man with the Golden Gun when I was a kid, either. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because it's, it's just like a it's really... Kind of, it's kind of stupid. It's very slow. It's a boring plot. Yeah. 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 But uh, we do have another one lined up. Uh, our next episode will be coverage of the new one, No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig from 2021. Uh, expect that to be our next episode as we continue James Bond month. If you have any requests for any future months, 
any topics, if you have any suggestions or just general feedback, you can hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacultpodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love doing this. We hope you love listening to it. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>